Hello, everyone, and thank you for listening in with us today on our podcast, For the Sake of the Child. Our podcasts are brought to you by the Military Child Education Coalition, whose work is focused on ensuring quality educational opportunities for all military-connected children affected by mobility, family separation, deployments, and transition. Here at the MSEC, we want to ensure that every military child is college, workforce, and life-ready. In our podcast, we will share your stories as we talk to military service members, professionals, parents, and military kids. Please like, share, and subscribe. And we appreciate your comments, questions, and ideas for topics that you would like to hear more about. Welcome to our podcast for the sake of the child. My name's Tara. I'm the podcast producer, and I'll also be your host today. Joining me today is Dr. Bob Grimacy. And he's the superintendent of Moore County Schools, and he's also on the Military Child Education Board of Directors. Thank you for joining us. Delighted to be here, Tara. Thank you. And I know that we just returned from our 21st annual national training seminar in Washington, D.C., and Moore County Schools had students from four different schools that attended with the S2S portion of the conference. And there was also three staff members, seven high schools, and three middle schools there, along with your military liaison, your high school counselor, and middle school principal, all that attended our conference. So I know that you're not new to MSEC, that you've got some folks who joined our conference this year. Can you start by telling us a little bit more about yourself, your background, and your connection with the Military Child Education Coalition? Well, first of all, let me add that it was also my first uh, year to attend the uh, National Training Institute uh, as a member of the Board of Directors, and uh, gave me gave me great pride to see that uh, Moore County, North Carolina, was uh, one of the stronger delegations that was uh, present. I also want to clarify, too, that we've only got three high schools. It was seven high school students that were there and uh, very actively involved. And uh, we enjoyed getting to know students from other from other uh, states and, and other, uh, other counties across North Carolina that were associated with the military bases that we have here in, in our state. Uh, I grew up in Fairfax County, Virginia, and was always um, a neighbor to military-connected friends. Uh, it was during the 1960s and early 70s, and so uh, it was the height of the Vietnam War, and we had a, uh, a substantial population of military-connected families uh, in our area of Annandale, Virginia. And in fact, our, our high school had a reputation. Uh, had a, we had a very good high school football program, and our high school coach, a guy named Bob Hardage, had a reputation for having connections at the Pentagon. And so there was this this uh, uh, rumor afoot that uh, Annandale had this pipeline to the Pentagon and, and had access to uh, all of these good uh, athletes that were uh, uh, sons and, and daughters of, uh, of military personnel. But uh, graduated from, from uh, Fairfax County Schools and then attended uh, what became James Madison University. Uh, I was a teacher and coach in the Shenandoah Valley uh, Harrisonburg High School, which uh, at that time was shortly after the matriculation of a famous basketball player named Ralph Sampson. Became a, a middle school assistant principal and served as a assistant principal and uh, elementary principal and high school principal in Rockingham County Schools, which is around the city of Harrisonburg and the Shenandoah Valley. Was 
spent about 18 years as a teacher, coach, and building-level administrator. And in uh, uh, the summer of 2001, I became a first-year superintendent of a school district in Virginia, Allegheny County Schools, which is just northwest of Roanoke, Virginia. And the first week of school that year, the 9-11 attacks took place. And so the war on terror actually has been a big part of my life ever since I became a school superintendent. I am now in my 19th year serving in, in, as a school superintendent. We'll come back to that influence of, of this war on terror era here in just a minute. But let me just finish by saying that I served eight years in Allegheny County as a superintendent. All of my children graduated from high school during that time. And then I became superintendent of Orange County, Virginia, uh, again, moving to a part of the state where there was a little bit more military influence near Quantico, in particular the Dahlgren Naval Service Weapons Center, and of course uh, the outer fringe of the Washington suburbs. Orange County uh, is located between Charlottesville and Fredericksburg, and finished my 30 one years there in, in Virginia, retired, and was looking to move to another state to continue to work in another state. And about that time, my son transferred. He was serving as a special tactics uh, combat controller with the Air Force, getting ready to transfer from Kadena Air Force Base to uh, Pope at uh, Fort Bragg. And uh, so the timing was just right. Moore County, North Carolina was looking for a superintendent. My son was transferring to Pope and was able to uh, earn the confidence of the school board in Moore County, become superintendent, and have been here for the last five years. It was quite obvious that we were attracted to the position in Moore County because our, our son was on the verge of transferring. We were military parents, and so that experience as military parents fed my desire to serve a community with a high proportion of military-connected families. And what people, I think, could identify was with those nights where when my son was deployed to a combat zone, I would be laying in bed thinking about him and worrying about him and praying for him. And it would suddenly occur to me that I was not hearing my wife's uh, rhythmic, rhythmic breathing while she was sleeping, but instead it was eerily quiet on the other side of the bed. And so I would just kind of whisper, are you awake? And I would hear her say, yes. Are you thinking about him? Yes, I am. Shall we pray together? Let's please do that. And so we would have those moments. And over time, it really occurred to me that if this is what it's like when you're a parent with a child who is deployed to a combat zone, what's it like when you're five years old or eight years old or 10 years old or 16 years old when your mom or dad are deployed to a combat zone? And I would say that, that that sensitized me to a point where I just really felt a need to give to our military community. And so when the Moore County position opened up and I knew that this would be one of those opportunities where I could serve military-connected families in a community where my son might reside was 
very attractive to me and was really an opportunity that I could not walk away from. And it is an opportunity that I embraced and have never regretted. Thank you so much for sharing that story. I think it's really going to resonate with a lot of our listeners. So I'm so grateful that you decided to share it in the podcast. So thank you. I always think that military families serve too. We know that military kids serve too. So thank you for you and your wife's sacrifice as the parents of a military service member. I'm not there yet. Heart. I'm not there yet, but I have three military connected kids and we know that, you know, about 40% of our service members are military kids themselves. So, it's one of those things to be thinking about in the future. So, thank Very you good. so much. So, we we know that Moore County Schools has some some insect programs. Can you tell us a little bit about what you have in in your county when it comes to some of the programming? Well, Moore County, we have two student-to-student programs at Pinecrest and Union Pines High Schools. And at four of our middle schools, we have junior S2S programs that would be New Century, Cranes Creek, Southern, and West Pine Middle Schools. Uh, for those that aren't aware, those schools tend to be on uh, sort of the uh, eastern and southeastern side of our county, which uh, neighbors the uh, west side of Fort Bragg. Those that have been through Fort Bragg will know it as the range area. But with the growth of the John F. Kennedy um, um, Special Warfare School and with the Joint Special Operations Command at um, uh, Fort Bragg, uh, Moore County has become a favorite location for many military-connected families. Uh, most folks that have moved for, for, through Fort Bragg are very f- more familiar with Cumberland County and the city of Fayetteville, which are on the east side. And, and you probably still see uh, much of the 82nd Airborne Division uh, 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 families that are connect, connected families in Cumberland County, maybe in Harnett and Hoke counties. But a lot of the special forces and special operations uh, community has been uh, coming to Moore County and uh, uh, and um, and and so uh, adding to uh, our population and adding to our culture, and so uh, we've seen that growth occur. Um, with that, we're probably in the uh, upper teens, uh, between 15 and 20 percent military-connected families, and uh, most of those are in these schools. So all of our schools that that are in the part of the county that's uh, most directly associated or right next to Fort Bragg all have S2S and JS2S programs. Uh, all of them have uh, conducted team building days each year. Um, uh, there is strong peer leadership in each of the schools and probably most notably and most consistently at Union Pines High School. And it was Union Pines that had the largest delegation of our students that attended the uh, uh, National Training Institute this year. We're very proud of the fact that between Union Pines High School and Pinecrest High School, we've had representation at the uh, NTI for uh, at, at least the last few years that I know of. And uh, we've our programs have benefited greatly by the the uh, leadership training that our children have received and the feedback they've gotten each year when they come back, and this year was was no exception. You you made mention of some of what I'm going to talk about. We're in the midst of PCS season where many military families, and, you know, I think statistically it's about one-third of families move every year. Your district particularly has a large influx of military-connected children coming into the district. How do you assist transitioning families prior to their arrival? 
Well, that's an area that I'm, I'm glad you asked about that, Tara, because that's an area where um, uh, we feel as though we've we've needed to grow a lot the last couple of years. Uh, when I first arrived, uh, I was somewhat unique in that uh, I am in a military-connected family. The, the difference is I'm the father of, of an airman, uh, Master Sergeant in the Air Force, and, um, and his wife, who's also in the Air Force, both of them based here at Fort Bragg. And so with that, I, I, I brought a, an elevated sense of, of uh, perhaps sensitivity and urgency to our compliance with all aspects of the interstate compact. Uh, in particular, uh, and, and most personally, just what kind of a job are we doing with our students uh, who are transferring in, uh, and particularly uh, since our military-connected children uh, move around a lot. And so we've had to do a lot of work on that. Uh, the thing that I knew from the beginning, and, and this is what relates to my perspective of, of school community relations in general, with or without the military-connected uh, community, is that uh, your your strongest programs of connecting with people are programs that are built from the bottom up. And so as leader, I've got to be about empowering and enabling people at the local school level to know how to make connections with people when they're arriving. And so um, in my first year, I created a military family advisory council. And uh, just whatever military uh, uh, parents that I could find that could meet with me with some degree of regularity, I wanted them to inform their give me their perspectives on how we were doing in meeting the needs of our military connected families and of course one of the first topics to come up was the degree to which we um, were assisting with in processing of families coming from outside our area and of course summertime spring and summer a very active time for that so this military family forum is actually the basis of what we've built today and um, to just kind of fast forward and then we can maybe move back, but uh, today, Moore County Schools offers an online virtual enrollment platform, and we've got in and out processing checklists that assist us, assist transitioning families uh, prior to their arrival, and uh, and for families that uh, research us ahead of time, uh, they're going to find that uh, uh, we've we've got uh, uh, great opportunities for them to do a lot of their work in advance before they arrive here. So our our hope is is that by the time we get to summertime and get close to the start of school, our, uh, many of our military-connected uh, uh, military families are going to be already connected to our schools. And so what we found is, is that what we have structured today is extremely helpful uh, for evaluating uh, middle and high school transcripts. We're able to get those in a timely fashion. And uh, and it also helps ensure parents are aware of uh, required health forms before they enroll, and uh, and and things like uh, athletic eligibility and schedules and and all of the the uh, the needs that families have when they're coming in to try to do as much of that before they arrive as possible. And then if uh, there's still work to be done before they get here, um, we've we've really tried to come up with that robust platform that that enables that to happen. Feedback has been good. 
but uh, with with uh, having so many Type A personalities in our military connected family, uh, the feedback continues. And so what we know is that we've uh, made a lot of progress. We're very proud of what we've established over the last five years, but we also are well aware of ways that uh, we can continue to improve. It sounds like Moore County Schools has some unique support. So you spoke a little bit about the Military Family Council and your Military Family Forum. I also know that you have the military liaison position. Do you want to talk in any more depth about any of these unique supports to your district? Oh, absolutely. I have to tell that story. If for no other reason, it's kind of funny. Uh, when, uh, As a superintendent, when you gather a number of uh, very caring and uh, assertive uh, and well-educated military moms and dads together, they, um, as any general knows, they have a lot of ideas. And... Um, and so it didn't take long, and uh, as I tell the story, I was overthrown. Um, my advisory committee became their military family forum, and I became their advisor instead of they serving as my advisors. <laughs> And so uh, it was a delightful coup d'etat, uh, one in which the, the dictator was glad to hand over the uh, reins of control. But since that time, um, what, what has emerged is um, a, an ownership uh, within our community. We are very fortunate that while we do have families that, that come and go with frequency, we also have an unusual number of families that are here for uh, long-term PCS experiences. And so we have that base that does give us some advantages. And within that group, uh, there was one individual that emerged uh, who really not only demonstrated, uh, had had a lot of experience as a military mom, but uh, also had the credentials uh, to become an employee in Moore County Schools. So, uh, Roley Sampson is our military liaison and early on emerged as a leader in our military family forum and, and was a great help to me in making sure we had agendas and, and staying focused and, and you know, having goals and objectives and agendas and action, action steps and, and always being responsive. Uh, Roley emerged early on and uh, it was during a time when we were struggling to um, build the kind of confidence and trust in our military connected families to fill out the paperwork they needed for us to get credit for federal impact aid related to their presence in our communities. There was uh, some concern among uh, members of our military community about their confidentiality, uh, making sure that, uh, uh, that anything that they submitted would protect uh, some of the classified nature of their work. And so we had to find creative ways to build that trust and confidence, and and Roley did a great job of that uh, early on and had some great ideas on how we could build that. Uh, the long and short of it is that I saw some potential that to take what impact aid I had uh, and reinvest that back into creating a part-time military liaison position would put Rolly in a position where she could really devote herself to building this trust and confidence. And uh, my hope was that we would then see an increase in our impact aid that would justify that additional uh, uh, that that initial investment. And it did. Uh, we have more than tripled our impact aid because of the work that our military liaison has done over the last three years to build the trust, confidence, and participation of our military-connected families into our impact aid uh, form recovery process. 
And uh, and so I, I think Roly alone would be worth a, a conversation sometimes, a separate podcast. But um, so so we then took that those local dollars that we re- we got back, we reinvested that, and we we more than tripled that money, and created more opportunities for us to do some of these things like expanding what we offer in terms of the platform on our website, building opportunities for our students to go to you know Washington D.C. for the NTI, uh, creating more opportunities, more robust opportunities for S2S, JS2S, and even to some extent using some of that money to provide additional services in terms of uh, student support services, counseling, and and uh, even safety and security given some of the elevated safety, security, and health needs that we have related to um, the fact that we have a growing military-connected population and one that has a certain uh, degree of sensitivity regarding, regarding the classified work that they do. And you were thinking right along the lines as, as I was about, ooh, that would be a great conversation with your military liaison. So we're thinking along the same lines. So you know that children are starting to get ready to head back to school. Do you have any advice for military parents or even military kids as they enter another school year? Oh, I absolutely do, Tara. I've got. Uh, I, I really. It is my hope, uh, not only as a uh, as an educator, but as a member of the Military Child Education Coalition's board of directors, that all of our military families, be they veterans or be they new to the military, we we want all of our families as they they move to new communities to be confident as you move. I want to assure everyone that as you move to a community, please assume that your your local public school system, and, I, and I'm sure this goes for the privates and the charters as well, but I can only speak for our public schools. People want to answer your questions. People don't assume that you're, you're asking inappropriate questions. Uh, just go into uh, your local school, approach your local school with the assumption that people want to help until they prove otherwise. Um, if at all possible, do your research in advance. Uh, we've worked really hard to try to have as much information on our website and make it easily accessible as we can. So as much as you can, do your research in advance. And if that information that you desire is not there, write it down, find that contact information. Then assert yourself and self-advocate as much as possible before you make the move. And if you make the move and you haven't done that work yet, then as soon as you get uh, that 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 second or third pallet to a place where you actually can uh, you got a phone number and you can you can make calls or do whatever it is you need to do then 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 get those questions answers. Uh, I want to add that it's important also to connect with other military families. Uh, at least in our community, uh, I have great confidence in our military families' abilities to share with each other. And so a lot of times there's just a lot of good coaches out there. Um, most of what I advise parents about, I've, I've gotten from other military parents. Uh, it's not like I received this training in college. Uh, I've learned from our military families what their needs are and what things they did to help navigate our system. And so then I just turn around and, and uh, inform other families of that. But identify those resources. Uh, as a parent, uh, ask if your school has a uh, parent-to-parent program. Uh, Military Child Education Coalition is growing uh, parent-to-parent programs across the country. Uh, we don't have one yet in Moore County, but our our, our local military family uh, council almost kind of
kind of serves in that role. So uh, we may benefit from the resources of, of the Military Child Education Coalition, but we already have that infrastructure in place. But ask about that. Ask if there's a local parent forum for military families or a, or a parent-to-parent program. And then finally for our students, by, uh, by all means, ask about uh, uh, student-to-student and junior student-to-student programs in your schools. These are not just for military students, at least here in Moore County, our military-connected students are very determined to make sure that their programs are open to uh, students that are not military-connected because it's a great place for them to learn about, uh, for military students to learn about the local culture, but it's also important for those students in that local culture to learn about the military culture. And uh, we we feel as though that that's a great breeding ground for for uh, diversity and understanding, and uh, very proud of the fact that our students lead that initiative. So um, there's lots of advice to give to somebody when they're moving into a new school district, but I think if uh, we can just kind of stick with with uh, what I've just shared there, I think that that most folks will find a very uh, positive opportunity to integrate with their new school as they're moving this summer. So I I work in the parent programs, as I mentioned to you before we started recording. We also have web-based training. So for districts like Moore County that may not have a local parent-to-parent team yet, if you're working towards getting one or you don't have one yet, you have the opportunity to go online and take advantage of our programming for free and online trainings, um, and you can access that on our website. So I just wanted to mention that to others who might be interested in a parent webinar on topics that they are out there as well. So our podcast is all about sharing stories. Dr. Grimacy, would you mind sharing a personal scenario that you've experienced about heading back to school to, to finish up our podcast today? Well, heading back to school, I, I, you know, I look back and there's just so many stories about heading back to school. I, I think that, um, uh, uh, to, to relate it specifically, the challenges to relate it specifically to one that uh, military-connected students might uh, relate to. Let me start from the angle of, of going back to my own high school experience. Uh, there, there may be, there may be, a, there may be some people who who've been through the Pentagon that when I say I went to Annandale High School in the 1970s, that that, that may actually mean something to some folks that went to the that went through the Pentagon at that particular time. But it was a, an accomplished football program. We actually, during my time, our 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 high school football team played against the the Titans in the movie Remembering the Titans. And there's actually a scene in that movie. Where um, uh, a a new player comes in from uh, from California, uh, actually it was Ron Bass came in from California, and he and his father is in uniform, and he introduces his son to Denzel Washington, who's playing the part of Herman Boone in the movie. And in in that scene, Denzel Washington playing Herman Boone actually tells the father of Ron Bass, he said, uh, "Well, uh, Colonel, we're kind of set at quarterback. Have you tried Woodson or?" Annandale. Now, all your listeners should go and watch the movie and and see if I'm right about that. But he says, have you tried Woodson or Annandale? Well, I went to Annandale High School. I'm a proud Adam. And there were many military-connected students who who played in our program at that time. But but the humorous 
side, in addition to that, was that I was one of those guys who was not uh, military, who when I would hear about uh, uh, Coach Hardage uh, maybe recruiting at the Pentagon about the next great athletes to come in for the coming year, we were always a little scared about that. We were always worried about just, well, how good are these guys going to be, and, and to what extent is that going to threaten my uh, position on the team? Well, in one respect, it might be humorous as, as in terms of the concern about that, but I would also say that it raised the standard for us. And and knowing that at any moment there may be a new kid that would show up and, and take your position away was a great um, uh, source of inspiration. It, it got you into the weight room more frequently. It got you out running uh, more miles and, and more wind sprints and, uh, and working out in the heat to make yourself ready. And I, I think that during those times, whether, whether it was just um, – uh, sort of a, a local legend that these military students were going to come and take your position or not. It was one of the many ways that Coach Hardage uh, inspired us in those days and, and caused us to elevate our efforts. And so uh, to some extent, I can look back and see where those military-connected students added value to my high school experience. Well, thank you for sharing that story. I think all of us are going to go and, and brush up on that video one more time uh, and, and look for those two schools that you mentioned. I want to thank you so, so much for sharing your time and your insight as a superintendent in two states, as well as a military dad and community leader with our listeners today. Thank you to all our listeners for joining us. Please like, share, and subscribe. And we really do appreciate your comments and questions and also ideas for topics that you would like to hear more about. I want to thank you again for listening to our podcast, For the Sake of the Child. We would like to invite you to visit our website at www.militarychild.org. Like the MSEC on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Please join us again next time as we share more stories that impact our military-connected kids.